Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Podcasting from the top of the rocks. This is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It has been since 1949. And what shocked me about that was I feel like it's still not given the attention it needs when you think about the ills of society like addiction, violence, gun violence, poverty that are more often than not rooted in mental illness. There's an excellent film coming out May 8th from MTV Films that deals with this topic, but it's wildly watchable, funny, and warm, and incredibly hopeful. Kelly Oxford wrote and directed Pink Skies Ahead. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. First of all, I got to tell you, you're, you may be my new favorite thing. <laughs> watching, oh <my> <laughs> you're adorable, but watching this film, it was just, and I didn't really know what to expect, but I felt like both you as a writer, director, and Jessica Barden, who stars, totally inhabit the lead character, who's uh, Winona. And I only understood why after I read your story. So why don't you tell us who Winona is to you? Um, well, Winona is pretty much, I would say, 50% me when I was her age and 20, um, which was helpful, obviously, when I was writing writing the, the script. Um, I actually wrote an essay first uh, that I based the script off of, but... You know, Winona is a typical 20-year-old who's just going about her thing and feeling weird about herself and not really sure why she's feeling a little off or not normal. Um, and she, be, she, she gets these physical ailments that she goes to her doctor to all the time. And finally, he just, you know, recognizes it as, as an anxiety disorder and asks her to go to therapy and sets her up with the therapist. And... And she is the type of person who's like, no, like, I don't. I don't think I've, I don't think I've got that. I don't, I don't think there's anything that wrong with me. And, and right. you know, she just, she goes about her life. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because as complex a kid as Winona is, she is crazy lovable. And that's obviously a huge part of the movie's success, at least for me. How do you do that dance as a writer, a director, an actor, where on the one hand, she's like this, like wild kid, but on the other hand, you find this this beauty in her. I think I think it's just in the the quieter moments, you know, when you show when you show her with her friend and and calm and and discussing her life or by herself. Um, 
you know, even in the moments where she is being wild and making kind of bad choices, she's, she's still, you know, got a light in her. She's still one of those sparkly people that, you know, doesn't, doesn't have any ill intent. And she doesn't even have any ill intent towards herself. Like she's, she's not doing all of these things in a form of self-harm. She's just, just kind of a free spirit. She really is. It's interesting because um, Jessica, who plays Winona, you sometimes have to remind yourself she's acting because she so is that right. character. I really love her. Was this kind of a dream cast for you? You have, you have Jessica, who's amazing. You have Marsha Gay Harden, Michael McKean, Henry Winkler, who's remarkable, Mary J. Blige. You mean you have these incredible people. How did that feel for you? Um, oh, my God. It was incredible. <laughs> I was just... I was just so thankful that all of these actors actually connected to the script and and wanted to to be a part of messaging towards you know advocating for for support for people with mental health conditions. Um, you know they they all were on board and they all really you know gave these wonderful wonderful performances. Yeah, I couldn't be happier with it. It's funny because I was watching it and, and I really think that all of us, given this epidemic anxiety that we're all feeling here and around the world, um, I kind of felt like, oh my God, I can relate to this. I understand now some of the things that I've been, I've been feeling. Right. <laughs> it really like spoke to me. It, it, and what's interesting to me about that is the film really came together before the pandemic. So it's kind of prescient in that way. What did you learn about mental illness as you put this together that rings true now? I know that you lived with this and, and you know, I'm sure the process helped you. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely did. Um, it, it broke through. I mean, I still feel some weird weirdness around having a mental condition. There's still, you know, people who are judgmental and, and getting to a place where that doesn't bother me has taken a long time. Um, and I think that making this film helped me a lot, you know, just, just to be able to ignore um, those people who are judgmental towards those with mental conditions and just kind of realize that they're a lot behind the times and, and a lot of people have mental conditions and can, you know, successfully go through life and they're just, you know, different from, from people who don't. Yeah, it's interesting because we really do I think, you know, I think that one of the things that really amazed me was because when I was reading up about you and about the movie and I sort of looked at the Mental Health Awareness Month and I went, what? 1949? What the hell has been going on? And then I realized that we do, it's like we want to deny mental illness in ourselves and in others. And, you know, um, as a survivor of breast cancer, it's not like I walked around and wanted to deny that. It is what it is. And you own it and you treat it and you are proud when you get through it. And it really, truthfully, should be the same. Right. It absolutely should be. And and part of the reason that I, I didn't, you know, set it today and I said it in 1998, which is when it happened to me, was because I wanted kids today to see, you know, this happened, you know, around for 20 year olds who were going through this today, because that's usually when mental conditions present themselves um, to see that this was going on, you know, around the time they were born. This was, this has been going on for a really long time. You know, it's funny, uh, particularly in the, in the amazing scenes between Winona and her pediatrician played by 
Henry Winkler, the film makes a really good point about how everything from, um, you know, thinking you're sick all the time to dangerous behavior, to addiction, to a lack of direction in life can all be tied back to mental illness, particularly anxiety, depression, other mood disorders. I think that's kind of a fair assessment that we, we try to push it to the background and treat the symptoms as opposed to getting right down to the crux of it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Um, and, and I was hoping, you know, that, that I had shown that, you know, in the film with, with, you know, Winona becoming, you know, like obsessed with ignoring it and, and getting into all of these different situations, you know, with drinking and sex and escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the most common thing for, for people to do. I don't think a lot of people go to the doctor when they feel weird. I think people just think they're weird and go about their day and, and could use some, some help and can use some support. And secretly think they're not normal when in fact they are normal. Right. Exactly. It's just their own normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen it in my family. Um, my own son dealt with anxiety and panic attacks. And it was, wasn't something that right off the bat I, I really understood, but he's such an incredibly beautiful person. You know, I sort of watched it all unfold and it led to really severe addiction for him. And I feel like his recognition of the source of that addiction and the hard work to come to terms with it is what saved his life four years ago. Um, and I think it's a really in, incredibly important thing to point out. And I think you just did an incredible job with that, making people understand you can be a normal, wonderful kid or an adult, and you can go through these things. um, And instead of hiding it, you say, you know what, I got to deal with this because otherwise it, it can lead to, you know, a horrible situation as it almost did for my son. So I, I really, I really got that part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, addiction really does, does have a, a background. I mean, it's self-medicating. And, and, it, and the thing is, is the more you do it, the worse it is for you. It doesn't make you better. It isn't like taking a medication for, for a mental condition. It isn't. It's, it's, it's a really bad cycle to get into. And I think it's the most common cycle for, for addicts, for sure. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part of the movie um, honestly, yeah, and um, and it gets me a little emotional. Actually, is that it leaves you with such an incredible sense of hope through you know recognition and honesty that there's actually a pass a path forward. And I yeah. think I, I mean that, I'm sure that's your experience. Yeah, no, it has been. I'm so glad you you feel that way about the ending of the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've always because I do live with a mental condition, I've, I've always just known that I have to forge my own path. I can't, I can't follow the rules of society. I can't sit in a, a classroom for eight hours a day and be happy. I can't do a lot of things that, that, you know, this society is, has set up for us to, to do, to, to quote unquote, be a successful person. I'm just unable to do those things. So, so I've really had to forge my own path. And I think that a lot of people, you know, especially today with, with, you know, the internet and, and being able to start, you know, your own, being able to create your own things on a new level, you know, because, because of the accessibility now, 
is is such a, a huge you know treasure for for people with mental conditions and who can't um you know who can't happily partake in this this worldly system that we we've you know set up yeah i think it's it's funny because i i, I had lunch earlier today with a friend who um went through a really terribly upsetting experience during the winter and we were both talking about the fact that I, you know, I had gone through some upset and anxiety in the midst of, you know, feeling kind of locked up, um, and and she'd gone through this, and both of us actually discovered that we had stayed off social media because there's this feeling that you're only supposed to share the happiness because you see other people sharing it, and at the end of the lunch, we both said, you know what? And I was telling her about you and about this movie. And I said, you know, I honestly think that you do so much more good for people when you share the things that are difficult in life and you talk about ways to get through it and ask them, like, how are you getting through it? And we both sort of decided that what we were going to do, not get terribly maudlin, but to, to really share what we had been feeling so that other people could say, wow. I'm not alone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that that's probably why you connected to the movie so well is that that's, you know, the message of the movie is you can't keep these things in inside of you. It just causes you more anxiety and, and you need to have an outlet, you know, to talk about these things, whether it's your friends, whether it's group therapy, whether it's just sharing it, um, you know, on Instagram with, with people who, who follow you and, and can find you and, and finding a, a network or a web of support that way is, is a great thing. Oh, totally. It's interesting because I, I was reading sort of your story and you were saying that you got married really young and had children young and, um, and were able to sort of cocoon yourself with that anxiety in a way that you could, because you're an incredible writer, by the way, but you could write, you could write from home and and be there in your little nest with your kids and your husband and then all of that sort of came apart huh yeah yeah it did i mean the kids got older they didn't need me so much i needed to find something for myself again i i was completely happy you know being a mother of three young children but kids grow up and right. you know they they can get their own water and suddenly i was like oh no like like i don't even need to get them water anymore like um and and i and i love writing and and i can write i could write at home with the kids um but but yeah now now i'm i'm single and i and i have the kids with me except my oldest daughter who's at college and and I'm still you know forging my own path and and doing new things like this is the first thing that I've ever directed and and you know it's funny because I think I've just gone through so so much um reconciliation with my own mental condition that that not even for a second did it did it did I hesitate in, in doing this and taking this job despite, you know, the anxiety that I feel just because I thought the message of this movie would be so important to people. It really is. It's funny because as watching it, you know, uh, known as 20 years old, I'm not clearly my yes. kids are 20 and up, <laughs> yeah. but 
she talks about at one point in the film about understanding that she needs to grow up, wanting to learn to drive, eat breakfast, learn to cook, being the best version of herself. And and, and I really, as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, that's not just for 20-year-olds. It depends on where you are in life and when you suddenly say, I need to grow up. And I was wondering for you, was there a defining moment for you when you said, I got to choose to grow up? Oh my God. I feel like I have to do that every day to myself. Like <laughs> no. that, that moment in the mirror when she's, te- when she's giving herself the pep talk. How do- I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene too. That's one of, that was one of my favorite scenes to shoot because I was just like hiding behind a wall and, <laughs> and she was, you know, in front of the mirror and we just kept shooting and I was like, say this, say this. And then she would come up with stuff and, and we were playing music and it was, and it was just like, it was, it was pretty cathartic, you know. I just was just going to use that word. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do now? Because you were saying that every day you still feel like there are moments when you have to deal with anxiety. Oh my God. You've, you've become a bit of an expert maybe on it. How do you deal with that and kind of take a deep breath and put yourself back in the space you need to be? Um, and I, I would say that I'm not that great at it, to be honest. Um, I still have to work on it every day. I still, you know, I have to find the time for therapy to see my therapist and, and talk to her about things. Um, I think it's really important and it, and it drives me crazy that, that, you know, this country doesn't, doesn't support that. And yeah. there are so many people that, that can't go to therapy and don't have accessibility to it so so I'm happy you know at the at the at, in the movie we we put up a, a number to call for NAMI mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm happy you know to spread that um you know the the National Alliance for Mental Illness um there's such advocates and at least it's something you know um they provide links to therapists in different states and and I feel like, like the, the, the non-accessibility to, to help is, is really the issue in America right now. And it's, and it's you know, not going to get better before people are able to, to get that help. Well, I think, uh, you know, I keep, I'm sorry, I keep going back to this, but I think a big part of it is we keep trying to treat symptoms instead of the root cause, whether it's um, you know, violence, uh, depression, all, you know, all of the things that are the um, result of, of depression and anxiety and, and mental upset, we, we keep trying to, to treat that instead of saying, okay, we really need to dedicate a tremendous amount of, of financial and emotional um, resources to this, to mental illness. And I think, boy, if you think about it long term, you spend that money and you think about it long term, how much we will save and what a place we would be when we begin to take a look at what makes people wind up in prison, wind up in, in rehab, wind up in um, horrible relationships, that if we can, we can start to treat this, this issue, boy, we're going to be, that's going to talk about our own best version of ourselves. Right. How did, where did this, the title Pink Skies Ahead come from? It's so poetic. Um, one of my friends actually would say it a lot. And, and when I was, you know, coming up with a title for this, I, I wanted something that, that was visual. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted something that that invoked an image, and and that just came to me, and I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> it is because it's hopeful. Yeah, it's really hopeful. Yeah. Well, I just have to tell you, um, in case you haven't recognized it, that I am loving this amazing little gem of a film, and I hope we see so much more from you soon oh, because thank you so much. Your writing is beautiful, and and I could feel your presence on that set. I really, I mean, as a director, but as a your heart is is in that, and it really came through. Your honesty is such a relief. Oh, thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. Well, thank you. Kelly Oxford's Pink Skies Ahead from MTV Films debuts May 8th on MTV and on Pop TV, which I am a fan of. Um, you just don't want to miss this film. You really don't. It is. It will mean a lot to you uh, as a human being, um, and you'll understand other people and yourself so much better. Thank you so much. I, I, I just love this film. and. Um, you're a delight. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. And I really hope people do tune in and, and, and find some solace in whatever they're going through, especially right now, you know, with COVID and everything, I feel like everybody's had one of those Winona breakdowns in the last year and, and it'll be nice for people to see that, you know, they're, they're not alone in, in all of this. And there's a path forward, you know, exactly. Yeah, that's essential. Well, thank you. And, um, and hopefully we'll be talking to you again about your next project. <laughs> thank you. I would love that. Take care. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 